Hello everybody, welcome to Braybrook Live FM, live from Braybrook College here in Melbourne, Australia. I'm your host Luke and I'm joined here with my co-hosts Valentina, Willow and Lily. Uh, we'll be interviewing Chris who is the co-founder of Iron Armour Academy. So Chris, how are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. That's good. Uh, so from what we've heard, Chris used to play for, used to play rugby for the All Blacks. Um, has that influenced any of the big career, uh, big life decisions you've made in your career? Uh, thanks for the question, and uh, just to, um, uh, not to correct it, but just to uh, share a bit more background around it. Um, uh, I didn't play for the All Blacks, but I played for like the junior teams, uh, for under-18s New Zealand, and also won a junior World Cup with the under-19s oh, yeah. um, New Zealand team as well. But um, to answer your question, <coughs> uh, a, a lot of, uh, you know, what influenced me in my career was, uh, you know, playing rugby because I've seen what um, the disciplines that you can learn from playing sport and, uh, you know, dealing with tackles on the field is like life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's influenced me to, uh, you know, to start the INM Academy with good friends of mine, um, just to, you know, take those learnings to, to help young people. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Chris, have you worked with Braybrook College and what did this program involve? Uh, yes, yes, we have. Uh, we just currently finished the program uh, with uh, one of the awesome teachers here, uh, Mr. Uh, Ocon, and uh, we really enjoyed that. And um, the program um, involved uh, eight weeks of just working with young people, uh, just teaching them about uh, you know winning life, which is the game that you can't afford to lose, just like in a game. There's strategies when you're playing Fortnite or whatever game you're playing. And so in life, there's strategies. And so we're just sharing tools and strategies on how they can make better decisions and also uh, be more resilient when life's challenges uh, come. That's good. Yeah, so if you ever had a chance to go back in time, would you choose another career or are you happy with what you're doing right now? If I was to go back in time, um, I wouldn't change anything mm. because I really believe that, you know, whatever the journey is in life, it helps you to become who you are today. And if I didn't go through the setbacks that I had and the challenges that I had in my life, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And it's, it's what I love, what I'm doing now is it's more purposeful. Whereas in if, I, if I was to, to live the life that I wanted to, it probably won't be as impactful as what I'm doing now. So I'm a big believer that um, there, there is a reason for everything, but it comes down to perspective and um, how you see things. And one thing I've learned is that you never mislabel your seasons. So life's in seasons, and sometimes you have seasons where life is going good and seasons where life is challenging, but don't mislabel them because they always work towards, when you look back in hindsight, you look back and like, wow, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be who I am today. So a lot of the lessons that I share with young people today are from lessons that I've learned in life um, that have helped me. So, good question. So, Chris, what do you enjoy the most about running Iron Armour Academy? What I, what I love most is just seeing people win. Um, whether it's uh, on the field as an athlete, or on the court as an athlete, but more importantly, like our big vision is to impact people so they can win off the field. Because, I mean, you probably know if you're happy, right, you're going to perform better. And so winning the game of off the field is a big thing for us. And just seeing kids or young people get clear vision for their life and just really striving for what they really want, uh, that, that makes us happy. And that's why we feel that uh, 
you know, we're just a vehicle uh, you know, to help young people on that path. Yep. Uh, so did you have any obstacles throughout your career that you have had to overcome? And um, is there any advice you would give to year 12 students? Yeah, I think the biggest one for me was, um, for those that don't know my backstory, like I moved to Australia when I was 20 with just a bag and no family in Sydney. And uh, that was off the back of um, some challenges that I faced in New Zealand. Um, and so, you know, the obstacle was leaving my family, coming to a new country where I had no one. Uh, and then, you know, watching a lot of my mates who I played with go on to become like All Blacks and, and, and play on TV. And then seeing that me not being there, knowing that I could have been there, that was a mental challenge that I had to overcome and to realize that even though I didn't make it to that level, um, my journey still counted for something. And it was just about taking those setbacks and turning them into comebacks. And that's been like my journey is, uh, you know, learning how to take your setbacks and turn them into comebacks. You know, there's, never, there's no such thing as winning and losing in life, only winning and learning. Um, but you've got to be able to see that because uh, one of the, the um, best authors and, and speakers I love listening to, John C. Maxwell, he says that in life you have experience and you have evaluated experience. And so as long as, uh, you know, if you're year 12 and you're doing exams and, you know, and if maybe you've had setbacks, I'm not sure. But there's going to be more setbacks when you, when you journey, you know, after school. Is that just knowing that, like, always have evaluated experiences, which means that it's what you learn from, your, from the experience that you can take away to help you to be better. And that's what I've been able to, to take on and help me overcome my challenges. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, you're listening to Braybrook Live FM, live from Braybrook College, Melbourne, Australia. I'm your host, Luke, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Lily, Valentina, and Willow. And we'll be interviewing Chris, the co-founder of Iron Armour Academy. Uh, so, Chris, how do you show resilience and adaptability with the challenges you face? It always comes back to your why. And, you know, in life, a lot of people think about the what and how. But when you come down to the why, the why is your reason. The why is like the emotional attachment to, you know, your dream and your purpose. And so I always tap into that because that helps me to build that resilience to get back up and go one more time. Because you've got to understand that, you know, none of us were just born just to exist or just to, just to be another name. But you're born to do something and to be somebody. And uh, you know, when I always remember that, it gets me up again, and I go again and I go again. And I also understand that, like in, like in sports, it's not gonna always go your way, the course, uh, but what are you gonna do? You know, you can't just stay there and say, I don't wanna play anymore, right? You, you get back in the game and you go again and you find another way, just like when, you, when you're lost driving somewhere, you just type in your, you know, your nav man uh, and it finds you another route. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with the journey. You might be in pursuit of succeeding in, in a certain area of your, your subjects or an area in school and it might not work out the way you want it, but then you look at, okay, what's another way? And it's always about being solution mindset, solution focused. And, that, and that's what I believe is what having that growth mindset is all about is always, okay, what's the solution? If you think about all the greatest inventors in history, imagine if they had stopped where they, where they faced hardship. We wouldn't have cars, we wouldn't even have this. But they chose to keep going, and keep going, keep going. 
uh, in there. And so, um, you know, that's, that's how I've been able to, to overcome hardships and challenges. Another one is my faith as well. Uh, that's been massive for me and it's helped me to get through stuff as well. Having the right people in your corner is important. So what are some tips that you would give to anyone who wants to start an organization? Number one, I call it the three W's. And, uh, and that is um, know what you want out of it. Like what's the vision? Um, you know, two is, um, you know, why? Do you want to start it, right? And then the last one is like, are you willing to do what it takes, right? Because nothing just gets handed to you. And that's what we realized on our journey. Like we pretty much started our number from nothing. It was just a vision. And if I could take you back in time, 10, 10 years now, that we've been around, if I could take you back in time and show you what our wall looked like, back then when we were like trying to figure out what it's gonna look like, um, it was like it was like we were tagging on the walls. Um, but it was just ideas. And then throughout the years, it's just like streamlined into, okay, this is what we wanna do. We wanna impact young people. Cause you're all the next generation leaders. Like you're gonna touch people that I can't. And that, but I really feel it's important for me and, and many of your teachers and, and many people that are involved in your lives to be good at passing on the baton. And so that's been one of my mantras or one of my visions, goals this year is how can I pass on the baton well to my own kids, but also to the kids that I get the privilege and honor of um, being able to impact. So do you like working with young people and do you find this challenging? Yeah, I love working with young people because I was once young. I'm still, I'm still young, kind of. No. <laughs> um, but I love working with young people, and uh, you know, we've worked with different people from you know young people from year five and six. Uh, we worked in the juvenile justice systems as well. Uh, you know, we worked in schools, and you know what? For me, it's always having that mindset of like putting yourself in, your, in that young person's position. So when I go into a classroom and I see kids play up or students play up in there, like, I don't look at them for what they're doing. I look at them for who they are. And, uh, and I know that, you know what, in there, they are going through challenges and that's their way that they, they, they manifest, you know, like, or, you know, what, what's really going, you know, how they kind of hide that. And it's my job as a coach to be able to bring out the best in them. And that too, so, you know, it's, it's also, it helps me to, to be able to, you know, one of, I mean, if I go back, our three main pillars in our is number one, engaging young people where they are. It's never coming from this place. It's always coming from this place. Um, but also, how can I equip them? Or how can we equip them? And then how can we empower them? And that too, so, you know, that's, that's why I love it. Um, but also, like I said before, you know, you all are the next generation of leaders. And there are many people in your schools and in your families that look up to you. And so I feel it's my responsibility and my duty in the organization and many others, the teachers that you have here, um, to be able to do our best in passing on that pattern. Yeah, um, so you mentioned just before that you worked in the juvenile center? Center? Yeah. Just yeah. Um, is, there, is there a difference between like you working with schools and then working in the justice system? Like behavior-wise between kids, like is it like different or is it like, you know, the same? What can high five each other and stuff? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's uh, that's a good question, man. Um, it's just definitely different. Um, and this was probably going back probably four or five years ago, we used to work in Parkville. 
and then we used to drive out to Malmesbury and um, and do a lot of work in there for two two hours each session with young people. And so you got to remember these are, are young young men and that uh, that are that are stuck there 24 hours of the day. Um, and so I I know that when I walk in there, if I've had a challenge that I've had gone through that day, I can't go in there with that ch like feeling like that. Mm -hmm. Like, because I know that, you know, the kids in there will, will pick it up straight away because they're really smart in there, right? In terms of, um, you know, how they think. So when I go in there, I have to be on my game. Yeah. And, that, and that is like, you know, they know, for them to know that we're there to help them. Um, and if there's behavior issues in there whilst we're there, uh, you know, there's ways of how to um, engage them. Um, but there, there is a big difference. Uh, but um, but you learn, and then when you when we found that that season of us doing that really prepared us for school, because if I was to um, let's say come into a classroom in a school, and I see a kid there trying to be a gangster, and I'm like, buddy, don't do it, right? And I say like just drop the act, because I know that you wouldn't last in there, right? And 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 I say, and I tell them like I'm not saying that because I'm trying to put you down, I'm just saying that that. You know, you're better than that. And so they know and stuff. So, but yeah, there is a, a difference, yeah. Yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So what influenced you and your partners to open up our Armour Economy? It was actually a vision, because in, in our organization, there, there's four of us. Mm -hmm. I'm the CEO, and Michelle's a director, and got a good friend of mine, Marcel, and his wife, Emma, who are directors as well. And so. Um, my hub when I came into this was, um, it all started when I was like, uh, I think I was like 24. I had a vision for it. So I'm turning 40 this year, right? So a long time ago. Uh, but I always had a vision to work with young people. And so our house became like the center. So on a Friday night, like kids from the street, like 40 kids will come into our garage and I'll do mentoring with them. This is all after work. So after the nine to five. <clears throat> then Michelle would cook um, pasta for them, and then we'll set up like FIFA, like Playstations back then, like I think it was like PS2 or something, um, and they all play, and then we had to try and get them out, because by one o'clock, like they're still there, like, Coach, can we stay here? And stuff like that, but, um, you know, that's kind of how, how, it, how it started, uh, and that, but, like, the, the biggest reason why was just to really, um, to impact people, impact young people, help them find their way, like give them perspective because mentorship is not about telling people what to do right but it's about giving perspective on hey have you ever thought about this or the consequences and one um one thing that i shared with the group that we had here was um what we call the e plus r equals o equation um and this is probably something that a lot of the year 12s can take away is always know that there's always going to be an event in life right but the outcome will be determined by whether you react or whether you respond. Okay? And so if you react, there's, there's an outcome that will come out of that. But if you respond, there's maybe a desired outcome uh, that comes out of that too. So, yeah, we, we started it because we wanted to impact people, young people, and families too. Yeah. Um, so what inspired you and the rest of the people at Iron Armour? Iron Armour Academy to target different youth communities around the world? Because, like, if you look at me and you say, oh, he's a, he's a Polynesian. So it's a Polynesian program. Um, but it's not. 
um, you know, it's a mainstream program. And the reason being is that if we, if we just target Polynesian kids, then that's causing segregation, um, you know, already. But we know that when you leave school, you know, you're gonna work in environments where there's different cultures. Uh, you know, you're gonna um, play for different sports teams with different cultures. So for us, well, the reason why we made it mainstream and for globally as well is because we wanna be able to create unity. Uh, and I feel that um, in this day and age, there's, there's a bit of disunity in that, and it's been around for a long time. <clears throat> but our heart is to work with anyone, everyone, because even though we might be from different cultures and we do things differently, like the way we cook, the way we dance, and all of that, but there are values that create that unity, and, that, and it's the respect, honesty, and, and we're more connected than we know. It's just that, you know, we think that we're not, oh no, they're talking to someone or they're this or they're that. But, you know, there's, there's a lot more in connection than we really know, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great answer, thank you. Um, so that's all we have for today. I uh, would like to thank Chris um, for coming today and dedicating your time to talk to us about your career experiences. I'd like to also thank my co-hosts, Valentino, Lily and Willow. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I'm your host, Luke, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs>